All right, bait her in. It's not a bait. It wasn't a bait. Okay. Let's leave it. Sorry. And if you have a minute, why don't we go? Talk about it somewhere only we know. Now we fade. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Oh my god. Hey everyone, this is Andy. And Shafali. Welcome to the As We Like It Book Review Podcast. We're going to be talking about our favorite romance books and hopefully your future favorite romance books. And we're also going to dive into our favorite tropes, favorite authors, favorite anythings, unfavorite anythings. What's up? <sighs> Nothing much. I think this is the latest episode that we've ever recorded. It's 7.30 on night. a Sunday <laughs> night. Yeah, y'all. You don't know the the energy it took to get you this content because we were here two hours ago we were this is not our first rodeo of the day (laughs) and we were here yesterday too um oh yeah for anyone who's listening yesterday we recorded a live podcast episode yeah the first of its kind yeah talked about some of our favorite books hopefully some of you out there were listening yeah i'm gonna hunt you down if you weren't though yeah and andy's coming for you But yeah, it this was is... at 11.30 in the morning, though. So vast contrast to our 7.30 p.m. It feels weird to be back so soon. And it was also, but it feels good because we're back in our usual Yeah, we positions. were in the studio across the way. I know. And we had to sit astride from each other. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Now I can like look you in the eye <laughs> without having to like weirdly when contort my body. In the yeah, eye. That's my favorite Jonas <laughs> Brothers song. Um, but how's your day going, Shafali? Oh, it's been a day. Noah, uh, you were telling me. I you were telling me. just this whole week. I like thinking about it. Going back to two weeks ago mm. or three weeks ago when the semester started, or yeah, it was like four weeks ago. And I just want to like hit myself over the head when I put <laughs> when I put in all of like the things that I have to do for next week. Why is it a lot? Because I was like, oh, um, whatever. Like that week's gonna suck, <laughs> and I, the week has arisen. The week has come. Two exams, two quizzes, an interview, five freaking meetings. Your interview. <laughs> this interview is going to be the death of me, I swear to God. <laughs> Not a single so person is emailing me. me back. Nobody wants to talk to me. I have to cosplay as a journalist to ask another journalist about being a journalist, and nobody <laughs> wants to talk to me. <laughs> well, honestly, I really hope you get your interview, because I did mine last week. I know. But <laughs> it's really funny that it has i it's been like quite literally it's been like a week and a half that i've emailed these like two separate yeah. people you emailed before i did yeah too, yeah and i got my interview done already. i don't nobody wants me to succeed and i'm i'm really seeing that recently yeah. um i also want the lovelies to know what your dad said this morning oh my god it was so funny i was home this weekend because i went to uri to see seth myers do stand up at parents weekend i pretended to be a parent mm. at my friend's school so Wow, you look so good for your age. Thanks. Um, I moisturize. <laughs> That's my secret. Yeah. Dermatologists hate her. Basically, yeah. So I was at home, and my dad had to do a lot of work. And, I, you know, I, I resonated with that. And he sits down at his desk, or the kitchen table, um, and he, like, gets himself ready, and he goes, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Me and my mom looked at each other, and we were like, 
okay. Oh my god, I wish I would have been there. <laughs> he was just hyping himself up for his work, and I thought it was really funny. So shout out to you, Dad. Shout out to Sunil. You're a doctor. <laughs> you are a doctor. And I'm going to start doing that, too. <laughs> Whenever I'm stressed out, I'm, I'm a student. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Yeah, or like the the randomly we'll just start doing the pose the from Superman Grey's Anatomy. Pose? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I wanted to get into uh, another. Andy thing. has a grievance. I to do talk have about. a grievance. Okay, y'all. I don't know if everyone who listens is like a romance connoisseur like Shafali and I are, mm-hmm. but there's been a recent trend. I want to say in the past year, I past would say two more years. of an epidemic. Epidemic, if yeah. you will. Actually, yes. Basically. Old romance covers used to have men shirtless and, you know, like yeah. really kind of like embarrassing covers. But I don't want to say embarrassing. Covers I don't wanna... you wouldn't want to sit in front of your family and read slash exactly. sit at the park and just read. Exactly. So a lot of what the romance industry has been doing is that they've been replacing those old covers and doing cartoon covers instead. Also, I think what it is, is if um, self-published authors yeah. are getting picked up, I guess, for lack of a better yeah. term by big publishers yeah yeah so what they're doing is they're putting these cartoon covers on and at first it was cute you know like i i love a good cartoon cover some of them they're good yeah like what's a good cartoon cover like um i liked funny you should ask i think that's like an interesting cover yeah like the emily henry ones yeah yeah those are good but some of them are so bad guys and they Mm. should i mention the specific example i'm thinking of yeah the one that sparked this conversation okay so we love absolutely love the mile high series what's the windy city series oh yeah by liz tomford which is mile high the right move and caught caught up caught up up. that's not out yet. we absolutely love her her writing is amazing phenomenal you should go read that series however However, she was just picked up by one of said big publishing companies. Mm, and she posted, I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the wait, cartoon covers. I should, yeah, her cartoon covers. But I should say the original covers are so good by itself. Like there's yeah, nothing. There's two versions, one yeah. with the shirtless man and one which is just like a city. And one of the right move is um, like a sunset and mile high is just like the regular sky yeah so they're line. fine covers you know i actually they're beautiful. like i own them exactly, they're lovely right so anyways so she posts on her instagram these covers that don't look good i don't like and them it, i love you liz i yeah Trust we love me, you so we're much big fans but not of the covers yeah because they look like genuinely if like it's someone not broke don't it. fix it exactly yeah. they look like someone slapped it on canva and yeah. like outlined maybe like people but they don't look professionally done they look like something i did like on notability or something yeah so yeah i'm over the cartoon covers epidemic yeah i this isn't the first author who did this i forgot another author a few months back but we were talking about off campus but i like the i do not like the off campus ones i do solely for the fact that you can actually tell it's about hockey now yeah i guess but it looks not professionally done again. Like, that's my biggest issue. I just really issue. didn't like the ones, the old ones. Like, the the original, original ones of the shirtless guys are awful. The yeah, new ones are, are less bad. awful, but I still don't love them. I like the but, the middle ones. Like, the, n- no, I don't, like the one with the women on it. Yeah, I don't love. I mean, I don't hate, but I don't love. Mm. Um, but I do like that you can tell that it's about hockey. But anyways, rant over. That was, I just think that they need to. That was like a few episodes in the making of we meant to bring this up. Yeah. And also, if I ever write a romance book, 
I'm a historical s- romance book. Yeah, if you I will. could do it. I you could, could do it. I could do it. You can. Virginia Henley is my hero now. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of Virginia Henley, yeah, let's get into current reads, please. Take it away. All right. So if you were listening to our live radio episode, which I highly doubt anyone <laughs> was if you're listening to this, but if I you were. I think a lot of people out there were listening. I am sure. I know Shefali's family was, was My listening. entire family. Like people who I didn't even know knew that we had a podcast mm-hmm. were texting my mom telling her like how we, good we were doing. Yeah. Oh my God, no. But they were so sweet. I really appreciate the support of my yeah. family. Anyways. So I'm just going to talk about a current read that I said yesterday, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So the current reads that I was reading this week is called Year in a Day by Virginia Henley. And it basically follows this knight who is an English knight. And he got assigned to like a post in Scotland. And I don't know if y'all know any history, but England like kind of colonized Scotland, even though they weren't a colony, they just kind of like overtook it anyways. Mm-hmm. So he gets posted in Scotland and there is a peasant girl And she comes from a really big family. And the one thing that the knight wants is a child. So he's like, oh, like there's this peasant girl. And I know she can have a lot of kids because her family is like huge. So that must mean she's fertile or whatever. Sexist, something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I ate it up. I I ate it up. Yeah. Um, But the point is, it's like an arranged marriage trope Mm -hmm. um, solely for the purpose of getting pregnant. But yeah. There it is. Interesting. That was A Year and a Day by Virginia Henley. It was okay. I didn't like it as much as the book I talked about last week, which is another Virginia Henley book. But Virginia Henley is your Morgan Elizabeth. She <laughs> is. I really want to go through her backlist. I remembered. Backlist. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Shafali? I have been reading for a while, and I think I might have to stop just because of how much work I have to do. Um, but... The Fall of Bradley Reed by Morgan Elizabeth. Um, mm. It is about Olivia. She was left at the altar by her ex-fiance now, Bradley Reed. And at the same time, he they're both like these really rich socialite. Like Olivia's mom is one of like the housewives of like Beverly Hills. Like she's on one of those types mm. of shows. So they're both like they come from really rich families and all this stuff. And he is trying to pin like this fraud money claim thing on her basically um she has no idea but this fbi agent has been tasked to watch their search histories and like go through their devices interesting and he sees that she has joined this jilted brides club um for women who have been left at the altar yeah and she is convinced these women the best way to get over what has happened to them is to get revenge on um, their ex-fiance. So progressively, her searches get a little bit illegal, <laughs> and he kind of steps in to be like, hey, maybe don't. I think this is a classic case of I support women's rights, but also their wrongs. Exactly. So, you know, I support that. Yeah, so far so good. I'm not super far into it. I'm like, I think I'm 100 pages in. But, um, yeah, I have to, I might have to put on the back burner for at least a week. Oh, that's sad. I am sad about it. But you know what? It'll be done eventually. Yeah. Alrighty. On to the main event of the episode, lovelies. Yes. I want to preface this by saying I am not a fan of the trope I we're about to I think that's crazy about. considering a lot of the books that we have for this season are this trope, but like unmeaning really? to be. You're going to have to tell me afterwards, but mm-hmm. this... <laughs> This is probably, like, one of my least favorite tropes I don't know why you agreed to it, though. No, because I agree to it because people love it. 
But my unpopular opinion is yeah. that I don't. When we made the outline for this season of what tropes we were thinking about doing, you never once brought up the fact that you didn't like the no, brothers. No, I best did friend. though, but I said the same thing. I was like, but we kind of have to talk about it because everyone else seems to like this trope. Mm. So, you know. I vibe. I'm okay with doing it because this is a space where we can also talk about unfavorite anythings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's for the cause. It's for the cause. For the cause. But the trope that we're obviously talking about is the brother's best friend trope. Mm -hmm. And if you were paying attention to the music, I think that a lot of this trope comes with a lot of longing, a lot of, like, secrecy because you don't want to mess up the relationship with the brother. So, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of things to think about in this trope yes but moving on to the first book that we have is dear adam by kelsey whitney and the story follows ali bloomington's best friend is her twin brother adam their dad is the ceo of a company that sells yachts to famous people and ali and adam are extra close due to the fact that their parents are really stuck up they're really rich Mm -hmm. and they're just about judgmental to everything that they do so adam works for their dad's yacht company and he goes to California to sell a yacht to Harry Styles, which, what? It's so random. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> also, this is, like, an example of, like, pop culture should not be in books that we read. Yeah. You know, but I'll get into more than that later. So, anyways, while he's out in California, he meets up with his high school best friend, who he hasn't talked to in 10 years, and his name is Levi. I say Levi. Okay, I, I have a problem with this name because I always think it's Levy. It's Levi. Okay, Levi Middleton. So, Ali has had a crush on Levi since they met, and they spent all of high school hanging out together, and when she answers a FaceTime call from Adam and sees Levi, she realized that that crush never really went away. So, one night when they're driving home, Levi and Adam get into a car accident that leaves Adam in a coma, and Levi has had a crush on Ali for their childhood, so when the opportunity to come back to Charleston arises, he jumps at the opportunity. So they made a deal that Levi was going to help Allie with the renovation of her cottage in exchange for Allie helping start Levi's social media presence for his company. So amidst all of this, Allie decides to keep Adam updated on her life through texts, only she doesn't know that Levi is the one who actually has Adam's phone. Mm. Okay, so (laughs) let me explain this one. This was probably my least favorite out of the bunch. I'm not going to lie. I have my notes pulled up. (laughs) And a big part of this book is the fact that Adam had a dog named Pretzel, right? And obviously, once he's in a coma, Allie has to come and take care of said dog. Mm -hmm. So um, I wrote that my favorite character in this book was the dog named Pretzel. (laughs) It's valid of you, actually. Because, listen, I... I could not vibe with the chemistry between the two characters. One thing about the brother's best friend trope mm-hmm. is that they usually grow up together. So there's usually a dual timeline. This book, I don't think, had a dual timeline. But they're usually... Did any of these books have a... Oh, one of them. Yeah, one of them had a dual timeline. So I feel like I'm reading the same thing over and over again. And mm. this book was like no exception. It's the fact that... You know, they grew up together, they had feelings, they can't get together, um, Yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know, it just feels like a formula that's, like, very used. Mm. And for that reason, my favorite character was the dog pretzel. What are your thoughts, Shafali? I, okay, here's the thing. Is there are definitely parts of this book that I really enjoyed. Hmm. Um, I thought they 
had a fun banter, but at the same time, I thought they had no chemistry as... Like, I thought they were better platonically as friends. I thought that made a lot more sense, but it also gave very Wattpad vibes. But, like... It's it's so hard to explain because I thought they were fun together and I enjoyed the banter. Like, Adam is... No, not Adam. What's his name? Levi. That's another <laughs> yeah. issue with this book. Why is the book the name of the brother? Yeah, I will say it's kind of weird. That's I, weird. Dear Adam, is like, I get it when you read the book because Adam's in the coma, but it throws me off. But yeah, Levi is this builder. So she takes thirst trap photos to post online mm. of him. So I thought like the banter of that was really funny and... She was like the quirky girl. I didn't. I don't like that trope either. I the hate quirky the quirky girl. girl trope. But I did think that they were fun as friends. The one thing is this book kind of just felt very incomplete at the end. Mm. I just didn't feel like everything was wrapped up the way it should be, especially because there is this whole storyline of Allie's parents want her with this guy Hudson, and oh, just yeah. like it kind of just stops at the end. You never really see it. I gotta say though, through I feel like the book had more scenes with this character hudson who is supposed to be like the villain of the book as we mentioned before ali's parents they're very judgmental and they're also very rich so they want her to be with another guy who's not levi and his name is hudson and he's so such an obviously a dickhead and Mm -hmm. like can i say that yeah okay so he's so obviously like not supposed to be a good guy the writing didn't feel good (laughs) (laughs) because i'm like even villains are supposed to be three-dimensional but this guy he was just his only personality trait was being rude to ali and i was like oh like ali what are you doing why are you going out with him when he's obviously super rude to you he talks about himself all the time he orders for her which yeah talk about like a turnoff you know what i mean there was more of a story focusing on that relationship at times more than her and levi like that's what it felt like to me no i agree with that and one thing i will say is the whole adam thing dear adam like we like we said before it just kind of made no sense that it was called dear adam but that's like a whole other thing and him being in a coma didn't feel important the only important thing about it was ali was texting levi because of it yeah and um I enjoyed the story of Adam and Emma more than I cared about the story of Allie and Levi. Adam and Emma's... Emma is Allie's best friend. So I think the next book Mm. in like the series is going to be reverse of best friend's brother. Yeah. Because they had a thing throughout the whole book. And you could tell like I from the first line Emma showed up. I was like, she's going to be with Adam. Yeah. But switching to a different thing that I also thought was... So the third act breakup. I just thought could have been a 10-minute argument Mm. and then we could have moved on. I know. I don't see why she was upset. Like, yes, it's kind of like a shitty thing to do. But at the same time, I don't think it was worth a breakup. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. It was worth worth a stern, hey, that was wrong. If you're going to do a third act breakup, you cannot do it for a stupid reason yeah. and i think you brought that up with um it happened no no it happened one summer it happened the summer one with emily henry oh the people we meet on vacation people we meet on vacation yeah so uh, yeah i agree with that i also another problem i had with this book is that it glossed over like main events like yeah. i'm so sorry that's what i'm saying every storyline just felt a little incomplete yeah so at the end of the book obviously spoiler alert adam is not dead 
and he, <laughs> he kind of can i say that he wakes up i did just say actually that the next book is probably gonna be about <laughs> you emma and adam right, right. so i guess that's on me so yeah adam does wake up <laughs> but he wakes up like at the very end of the book oh it's like the last scene but the one thing i will say but, is that your problem with the brother's best friendship but one of them mm-hmm. is that you don't like when the brother gets mad yeah he doesn't care he doesn't care but also is that a spoiler the author didn't tell us that he woke up oh my god yeah one scene he's just like awake i was like what do you mean the whole plot point of this book is the fact that adam is in a coma and then at the end of the book he's magically awake and it's never explained and i was like what is going on he's just a magical guy him and emma were my favorites and he was in a coma for like half the book over half the book yeah so i just want to end it with listen i don't think i I would recommend this book i didn't not like this book but I, I feel like, like I would like the second one better. You, yeah, maybe there's more justice for I Adam and Emma. I feel like there'd Emma. be more depth with Adam and Emma. I, yeah, I think so too. I agree. The main thing that I took away is that Levi and what's her face? Allie, <laughs> they did not have chemistry. Yeah, I agree. It the, was very Wattpad esque. Yeah, so. I would recommend though, to be honest. Yeah. Like I didn't hate. I did not like. I'll leave it. I didn't that. hate. I gave it 3.75 stars. I think I gave it two. At that point, I was like, enough. Oh, yeah. I was scrolling. I was skimming. I, I was like, it. I can't do this but anymore. anyways, that was Dear Adam by Kelsey Whitney. And moving swiftly along to our next book, yeah. Only You by Michaela Jean Taylor. Mm. This book is about Logan, who has been an honorary Campbell for as long as everybody can remember. He grew up in a very unstable home and kind of found solace in this family who was willing to take care of him. So now Amelia has been in love with her brother's best friend, Logan, for literally her entire life. So as an adult, her contact with him is kind of few and far between. Usually, um, she recently just caught her boyfriend cheating on her and moved into her brother's place. And, you know, it's around the holidays. So yeah. they go home for Thanksgiving. They go on a road trip. And Amelia is kind of forced to face her feelings for Logan head on since him, the brother, Amelia, and then the brother's girlfriend are the ones on this road trip. But, yeah, so things kind of heat up over the holidays. And they have, like, this budding relationship that's a secret. And the two of them have a lot of history that they're hoped thing not to repeat. Yeah. They're doomed to not repeat. Ooh tension <laughs> dun, dun, dun. i liked it you did i know you didn't i did not uh, this was you remember when i came over your house two weeks ago yes so remember when oh, I yeah, was like, you were reading this, this book. is the 65 percent in oh, and then you were yes. like oh you're in the trenches and i was yeah. like i really am because i'm not enjoying it i also give this book 3.75 stars yeah yeah. I mean, it's pretty average, you know. I wouldn't say that there's anything... There's nothing, like, really outstanding about exactly. this book. The story was kind of basic. I liked it. The characters made sense together. And they had the history. They had chemistry. And the current state of where they were, it made sense. The flashbacks of their story made sense. This was, like, the dual timeline. Yeah, but tell me that it doesn't follow the trope, though, of, like, you have been in love with him for since childhood. You can't be together because the brother can't, like, can't imagine, like, you guys together, which I don't know. I don't think it was really the brother. It was just them because the whole story, dual timeline, the one thing about the dual timeline that really can make or break a story for yeah. me is if the reason the current timeline that they're not together makes sense. Like, the event. Yeah. And this whole book was leading up to this thing in Cabo that they went to... I think I think it was, like, a graduation trip. They went to Cabo. 
as a group and logan and amelia were two of the people and this big thing happened in cabo but i just felt like it didn't matter at all yeah it didn't like usually it's like the driving force of everything that's happening currently and it just i didn't really matter like there was the build-up what i was let down yeah i have in my review right here that um the flashback scenes could have been an email because a lot of them didn't have depth to them like yes i guess you need it to understand like the dynamic of their relationships but there were some scenes that i felt were so superfluous that i was like this Mm -hmm. doesn't need this is extra like i don't need this you know yeah i agree with that but like at the same time i like as opposed to the first one i did think they had a lot of chemistry Mm. i yeah i I will say that i think it's the opposite where like the story of the first book i didn't vibe with but or the chemistry of the book i didn't vibe with but the story Story i thought was was good this kind of the opposite where i liked their relationship but the story was kind of just like whatever yeah it felt very like basic and i just like them as characters i rooted for them as characters but there was not a lot going on i think i'm so used to like small town books where there's like a whole town of people and like a cast of characters you know other than the two but it was only like their family in this book it was kind of the only two people who were important were them and like kind of the rest of the family but not really because they had their own things going on one thing i did like about this book is that since logan doesn't have you know a good stable family family yeah I did like the fact that he found family in her family. Yeah. Like, I love a good found family trope. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, 100%. So, I, that's one thing I do say about the book. If you like that trope, I think this book is for you. Yeah. Because um, they really did treat him like another son that they had. Oh, definitely. You know? And, you could tell at the Thanksgiving dinners and stuff. Yeah. And even, like, in the flashback scenes when she would get her first boyfriend or, like... Oh, yeah. Um, she would go through, like, a heartbreak, like her brother would kind of round Logan up and be like, oh, we're going to go take care of these guys. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it felt nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I think that was, like, the main driving factor behind me reading this book. Mm-hmm. Other than, you know, it's for the podcast. But <laughs> yeah. but other than that, it just felt like a story I've read before. Yeah, it felt kind of slow at parts. Yeah. The one thing I associate with this book now is your house, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so like, random. Because I read it on the train over and then yeah. whenever we were like um watching one tree hill like i was reading it in between oh, like the yeah. one tree all the naily scenes you know what yeah. i mean and then sometimes me and andy get together just to skip through and watch <laughs> naily on one tree hill yeah and you know what i love that for us i'm glad we do it yeah. it's a fun time for everybody exactly any other thoughts on this book i thought they were a very mature couple i thought they worked out their issues very well they felt very adult the other couple i will say didn't hmm. um but yeah i just felt like because i think she's supposed to be in her 30s already right or is she supposed to be like late 20s early 30s possibly i don't know to be so real i don't remember <laughs> okay no worries <laughs> oh wait can i add one more thought? yes please add one more okay so the cartoon cover is bad like I'm i don't so love sorry. the cover like i don't love the look cover. at this cover i had to pull a don't judge a book by its cover when i found this book no, and wrote it in it looks so like i'm so sorry if the author is listening but like i feel like we can they we can look... take some graphic design classes <laughs> like, well the author definitely was the one who created it yeah true but I yeah don't it's not my fave it definitely you know could be better yeah and that's why if you don't have good curb appeal your story better be fantastic on the inside you know what i mean and i feel like it wasn't but yeah that was that was my thought yeah i i agree with the cover thing but um yeah i literally had to pull it don't judge a book by its cover when i picked it because i saw it was 
the brother's best friend trope. I get the two confused. I'm like, don't say best friend's brother. <laughs> best friend's brother. Should we just do an episode on best friend's brother immediately after this? Oh, so yeah, we should. The love we get confused, you know? Yeah, because that wouldn't be confusing at all for either of us. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Why did this guy just literally <laughs> so enthusiastic? Do you know him? No. He so enthusiastically waved through the window. Oh, that my was- God. That was so awkward. I think it's because we both... Oh, my God. He just went into the radio studio. So? No, like, he's part of, like, the radio then. Oh. I think it was because we both looked at him, and so he felt compelled to wave. It was so enthusiastic, though. But anyways, (laughs) we digress. That was only you by Michaela Jean Taylor. Yeah. Moving on to the next one. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh, wait. No, we're not on that one yet. Uh, Mine is in the wrong order. Okay. okay, okay, Never mind. We're going to yours. Alrighty. So, we're actually getting to books that I liked personally like, yeah i like the other two but i loved the next two. yeah okay so the third book we're going to talk about today is called done and dusted by lila sage Woo. and it is a cowboy romance which i don't have a lot of cowboy romances in my like repertoire re- repertoire you know i think this is my only one to be honest i think i've read the one by elsie silver like that series oh the chestnut sp- chestnuts but they're Brook like hill riders so does that count yeah they're cowboys they're cowboys? Okay. They're cowboys. Okay, okay. Just make sure. Yeah. So anyways, into the summary, Clementine Ryder left town and made a name for herself doing what she loved most, riding horses. After an injury leaves her feeling unsure of her ability, she packs up all her stuff, leaving behind an apartment, a career, and a boyfriend, and moves back to the hometown of Meadowlark. Luke Brooks <laughs> is known around Meadowlark to be a perpetual bachelor and player. He does try to clean up his act and now owns the bar Devil's Boot and teaches writing lessons at Blue Rebel Ranch. And I think that's Clementine's family's ranch. Yeah, it is. So he, he's also an unofficial member of the Ryder family and having it growing up in a broken home. Clementine's dad takes him in as one of the kids when Gus and Wes befriend him and Gus and Wes are Clementine's brothers. Mm-hmm. So it's actually brothers... And then (laughs) with the apostrophe after the S, best friend. So anyways, they befriend him. And when Emmy comes back into town, she stumbles into Luke's bar. And he can't keep himself from giving all his attention to her. So it's been years since he's seen his best friend's little sister. But he takes it upon himself to not only figure out why she's back in town, but also overcome her fear of writing. And it's not the only writing that is in the book, yeah. Oh, God, Andy. (laughs) I'm sorry, I was right there. I had to put it in. I guess, yeah. Um, Yeah, this was, I really liked this. This book was so hyped on TikTok. Yeah. That I, didn't the author, like, get picked up? But, because I think it was indie. Did she? Or I could be making it up. I think every single book we talk about. Other than the next one started as indie yeah. or is indie, but I love. I know we've been shitting on covers this entire episode. I love this one. This is cover. so good, y'all. It's I like love retro. It has it's so cowboys. Cute. It's on like it. ca- old school cartoon. Yeah, I love. This, this is cover. an example of a cartoon cover done right. Yeah. Anyways, I love. What are your this thoughts, Shafali? Okay, I love this book for the seven thousandth time. <laughs> I thought all the details about their lives in the past and the present just made them such a good couple and it made so much sense. Yeah. I was literally rooting for them the entire time, unlike sometimes other couples. <laughs> I just never was bored while reading this book. Yeah. And the one thing I will say is that Luke 
the second he sees her walking to the bar is like i'm obsessed with her mm. and like insta lovey it was kind of insta lovey but obviously i know they have a past so it wasn't insta lovey yeah but he kind of says that he's always been obsessed with her but at the same time he says that it's kind of a new thing for him to be obsessed with her i wrote this right after i read the book so yeah. i probably wasn't remembering it wrong but it kind of didn't make sense in that sense yeah but that's the only like real note that i have i just don't think insta lovey is like a real thing so i get what you mean yeah like, i don't think it happens where you see someone across the room and you're like i need to have her immediately yeah it seemed like not that he was insta love because obviously they've known each other but but they didn't know each other as, like, friends. They knew each other as, like, oh, that's my best friend's little sister. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of friends, but not really. Yeah, they built a friendship definitely afterwards. He was, like, instant-fatuated, I mm. guess. And I really like that he helped her getting comfortable writing again. And his whole reform playboy thing, I feel like, can be done really wrong or really yeah. right. I think his was done right in the sense of he was the playboy long before the book started. And he was reformed long before the book started. Yeah. So, like, the only person who doesn't know his reformed ways is Emmy. Also, side note, Emmy to Clementine is crazy. Yeah, that's a jump. <laughs> or Clementine to Emmy. Oh, my God, but when crazy. he used to be like, oh, my darling, oh, my darling. Oh, her and him and the brother used to sing that. Oh, my darling, Oh, and I think it's Clementine. so cute that when they go into the, whenever she goes into the bar, him and the brother always play that song whenever mm. she's around. I think exactly. So I thought that was so cute. I love in a third act breakup book also. Yeah. I think it had the potential to be a third act breakup. No, but they were responsible adults and they I had know. a conversation. Right? And oh. <laughs> everything worked out imagine what would happen if all adults just communicated just talked <laughs> um should we tell the possibilities okay so one thing i don't like about the brother's best friend trope mm-hmm. is when the brother doesn't react like that's but he did react no, no no but that's what i'm saying okay so when the brother doesn't react i'm like then what was the point of all that longing and all that jealousy if y'all mm-hmm. just came to the brother and just told him like straight up like hey. sometimes it's not even about the brother though it's about them i guess and like but the most of the time they're afraid to yeah. go public because of the brother yeah but this time they had a conversation and i think when the brother found out because obviously he's gonna find out that's the point of the book yeah when the brother finds out they both stood up to him and were like we're adults like what do you mean yeah that you like your opinion which i appreciated exactly like your opinion doesn't matter like yeah. we're adults we're in love like suck it up basically yeah and i loved that this book did this yeah because there's no point in suffering exactly. over a possibility that your brother won't like it yeah suck it up who cares what the brother thinks exactly also so side note what because we've been talking about five seconds of summer <laughs> yeah we have <laughs> because andy's doing a project on five seconds of summer in case like For background graphic info. design so class. on our walk here we were talking about how she didn't get to go to the five seconds of summer concert where are you going with this trust me it'll loop back around <laughs> okay. But I got to go, and at said concert, I was sitting there, and I was just, you know, waiting for the concert to start, and me and my sister were just hanging out. Yeah. And my sister slyly takes a photo of me, sends oh it God. to my family group chat, this. and is like, she's literally reading at the concert, <laughs> and I was like, your YN. And I was literally just trying to live my YN dreams, and I was reading Down and Dusted. I'll put the, it's such a funny photo, I'll put, um, if I can find a screenshot of the text, I'll, I think you I'll put it in the Instagram, but it was, it's so funny. It was right before they came on, so you could see, like, oh, you the, could see, like the, the logo. Yeah, <laughs> the like, I was sitting at the concert reading Down and Dusted, and my sister's like, she's literally reading at the concert. 
closer. Yeah. I was just trying to be YN. I was I wanted to get picked out of the crowd. You're YN anywhere though. Like it does That's not matter time, so place. Like you I will, will read anywhere. I'll break out my book. But yeah. the thing is, it's not bad to read anywhere, but we read books with spicy scenes. So the thing, Andy no gets shame. so worried about this. It's so funny. Andy, like the one she's such an advocate of romance books shouldn't be stigmatized and then she's so scared of it and then I'll sit there full brightness reading like the <laughs> filthiest things because and just I, not care. I don't think romance books should be stigmatized but sometimes it's straight up porn so I'm like <laughs> I can't read this involved. I have like, no shame <laughs> you know what I really want to be where you're at like oh, I I admire you so much I just like don't care <laughs> I, I don't know like my yeah. it's easy when you don't really care like you don't it's, give a fuck no literally that's like my motto right now like I think because I do a lot like while I'm waiting for class to start or like on the T I'm like who who do I know here yeah like <laughs> I will never see these people like, again I will literally never see you again like i don't care yeah but speaking of this i think this book was actually really spicy like there are some scenes that i was like oh, oh yeah the whiskey got, it's got me blushing <laughs> i think there is a scene where like they did it in his bar or something like in a bathroom the whiskey okay okay i wasn't sure i was yeah sure. yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah for such a well i don't want to say inconspicuous cover because they're literally making out but for such like a sweet cover yeah <laughs> on the cover Look at them. Yeah, probably. I just don't rem- remember. Look at I them. know he's like straight up making out. Oh yeah, you're right. I um, thought they were just looking at each other. And also, I want to get into um like the characters of this book. Like I think um her brother is like a single father and I'm so excited for I'm his book. I'm so excited. No, the next book is Wes and the designer. Um her best friend. So it's like no, best friend. No, 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 no. Oh, it's not? It's the designer that he met through her best friend. It's not But Gus Gus and her best friend are the book. But Wes and a different girl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Is the next book. So But Gus I think there's, her best there's either four or five books in the series. Is this the only one out right now? This is the only one out. Okay, okay. Because I saw a TikTok where she said there's either like four or five books in the series and we've met all the girls, but we haven't met all the guys. Mm, interesting. But I'm so excited for Gus's books. Like single parent enemies to lovers so excited that's what i'm saying dude like uh like, i'm so excited. there is a point where i was like okay so we're talking about gus her brother the older brother yeah what, what's the girl's name again oh no okay okay <laughs> and, no no it's fine it's fine <laughs> and her best friend so it's best friend squared the next uh, book and he's a single parent and kind they... of like dear adam where it's like a flip is it it's best friend's brother Oh my god, you're so right. You're wow. so right. Wow. But anyways, they had such good chemistry in I this love book. them. I was literally like, y'all hate each other so much that I know you're gonna have I amazing chemistry love as them. a couple. I'm so excited. But genuinely I think this is her first book too, Lila Sage. Oh I feel like great this great debut. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, just kind of a side note mm-hmm. is that this book was really short and they got together like really fast it felt like a lot was happening at once like there was no build-up as well Mm -hmm. so i'm just like that was like my only issue with the book was the fact that everything was like really fast and yeah it just felt like they met or they reconnected and then like 100 pages later they were already like hooking up and you know Mm -hmm. like whatever but there were cute scenes when they were hooking up like hiding from everyone that i thought yeah but yeah that's that was my add-on sorry about that I, I get that. But anyways, that yeah. was Done and Dusted by Loud Sage. Alrighty. Ugh. 
on to your I'm main event. I'm so excited about this one. <laughs> it's, I, I don't even know why. To be so totally honest Honestly, it's like a good rom-com, you it know? It was so cute. Okay, anyways, let me, let me get into it. So this is Mr. Wrong Number by Lynn Painter. So, when Olivia accidentally burns down her apartment building, <laughs> throwing love letters from her cheating ex into a fire, and gets fired from her job, she decides her only option is to move in with her brother, except her brother doesn't live alone. He has a roommate, his best friend, Colin Beck. Colin is kind of your typical finance bro from a rich family, and even though he has broken off from his family's like expectations and didn't go to law school or like the same legacy college, he's still rich finance bro type of guy but con olivia have known each other for like years and olivia was always just like the clumsy younger sister who got kicked out of college for flooding the dorm or the girl who set a building on fire by accident she's this writer and she ends up getting a job as a parenting columnist while lying about the fact that she doesn't have kids so due to her unlucky nature, Olivia spends a month sleeping on Colin's office f- like floor on an air mattress. And on her first night there, she gets a text from a wrong number and immediately they hit it off. She ends up texting him all the time, like the wrong number. And only thing is Olivia doesn't know that her Mr. Wrong Number is actually her brother's best friend and new roommate, Colin Beck. Mm. But an important detail is that he knows that it's Olivia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was implied, but no, if no, it's no. not, he he does know it's Olivia, but she doesn't know that it's uh, Colin. I, okay, I know we said earlier in the episode that we don't like a quirky girl, but I loved Olivia. I thought I she was such she a- she was a quirky girl as much as she was just really unlucky. She- Like, girl built- <laughs> She was just a hard Burned mess. a damn building in the first chapter, like, first line <laughs> of the book. Like, she burned a building down. I loved her so much. I feel like anything, she was like Murphy's Law, you know? what i mean like anything that can go wrong will go wrong oh 100 like i don't know how she found herself in the situation of getting a job as a parenting columnist even though she doesn't have kids and eventually like you know that lie is gonna catch up to you so the job that she found to like you know get a big girl apartment by herself yeah she ends up losing it because like obviously like you can't lie you about can't lie about, about being a parent when you're not that's so funny I also just, this is such a side note but what? i got like 35 texts from my family because taylor swift is at the chiefs game <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that is a welcome side note yeah lovely's uh, we're gonna continue with the side note Shafali and i are so i'm so travis team Kelsey. travis and taylor oh my god i you know what i will say because i don't want to be like one of those people because i feel bad they're just people living their lives and i think it's gone a little bit overboard but i love them so much and they need to get married i know i think i'm they a need walking to get married, contradiction i love them so much my brother just texted i have travis kelsey in fantasy football and if he doesn't do something good i have to see taylor swift about it because i'm gonna be mad <laughs> no oh my god I love them together, love but them we will together. discuss afterwards. Yeah, anyways, we digress back into the book that I also <laughs> love so much. Okay, Olivia, she's, like, really clumsy, and I kind of want to shake her, but I think it, like, adds to the charm of her character, yeah, which we were talking definitely. about before. But the text between her and Colin were so cute. Yeah, and the one they thing, had though, good banter. The one thing I will say, though, is that at some point, Colin does think that this is a bad idea and stop text, stops texting him and then start texting her and then has this whole thing where like there's a break and she just continues texting him which is bold yeah like it's a move on her part i love them together oh i i'm obsessed but okay so this is like 
has very much similarities with Dear Adam, with like the fact that they're all they're kind texting. of similar. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like this trope. No, like, like it's I so get hard it, to be but distinct. this one was better. The one thing that I think that it was so much better than um, mm-hmm. Dear Adam. Because this does have a third act breakup as well. Mm-hmm. And it's for the same reason. It's for, like, the fact that Olivia did not like that Colin did not tell her that she was texting the wrong Mr. Right. This one I felt was a little more justified. Really? I don't think Because it wasn't, it wasn't, Adam, I mean, not Adam, Levi, wasn't texting her back. Mm. And it was just, like, he had the phone and he just so happened to re- be reading what he was saying. Colin was, like actively texting her back yeah, and true. then there was that whole thing about like i want to meet you and then like bad oh event. yeah never mind never mind Th- like you're this right. one i felt was, was a little more justified and also she would like text her like deepest fears to Colin. yeah and he would respond mm-hmm. so i feel like it was a little different and even like when they would sense. when they got together like olivia was like thinking like oh i'm cooking up with colin now she would text that to Mr. Wrong Number. Yeah. And would basically say, like, her opinions <laughs> yeah. on Colin. And Colin would kind of get that inside information that wasn't meant for him. Yeah. Or, like, even before yeah. she was with Colin, she would say, like, about guys in general. And so he now knew things that she didn't exactly. know about him type of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I see it. It's an invasion of privacy. So yeah. I understand that they're act breakup. Mm-hmm. But I love this book, and I think I really like this book. I th- like the reason that I latched on to it yeah. was because at the time I was like, I'm really in the mood to read a brother's best friend book, and I was like, you know what? We're doing a whole episode about it. Let me <laughs> throw in yeah the book while I can. This was a book that I didn't feel like I had to read for the podcast. Like it was genuinely enjoyable. Oh no, a hundred percent funny. Yeah, um, loved the main character. I read this because I wanted to read it, not because of the yeah. podcast. But it was like, ugh, it just so happened. And also, it did give me the reaction that I kind of wanted from the brother. Like the brother got upset when he found out. Yeah. About them, and I think like punches were thrown, if I'm remembering correctly, or like kind of like get the hell off my sister sort of vibe. Yeah. So yes. I love when the brother does that because it <laughs> makes the brother's trope make sense, you know? Yeah. And he has a reaction, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, in Done and Dusted, he had a reaction, but then they were kind of like, oh, like, get over yourself. So I love that. But I also love when the brother has a reaction and it causes, like, a little bit of tension because yeah. it makes the plot make sense. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yes. I think yeah. it did the brother's best friend trope right. I think it was funny. I thought it was fantastic overall. No notes. Yeah. No notes. No notes. I think I would give it a solid four. I gave it, I realized, I still, I told you I gave it a five. I gave it a 4.5. Oh. So you lied to me. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> but alas, Mr. Wrong Number by Lynn Painter. Yeah. Also, the mm. brother has a book. The Love, oh, wait, wait, yeah, love yeah. Something. It's a love series. Love Wager. It's a series. The Love Wager. I haven't read it, but I want to. Oh, okay. Is it out? Yes, it's been out for a while, I think. I know Lynn Painter. She's better than the movies. Better than the movies. I love that book. Okay. Makes sense why I love this book. Yeah. Anyways. We digress. That was our four picks for... Brother's Best Friend. Yeah. I did it for you, lovely, so you you better appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I could ever pick up another Brother's Best Friend trope. We have so many on the list. What? Okay, we'll talk about it. We'll discuss later. Yeah. 
we don't want to give any spoilers away. Exactly. But genuinely not my trope, but I did it for you guys and I hope you enjoyed it. I think I have to be in the right mood because I do agree like a lot there was a lot of similarities. There, that's why like I needed But it could have been the books that we chose. This was the first episode that I needed notes for because like since they're so similar, I was like mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to remember which book is which. Yeah. So I put down notes. That's valid of you. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, what it's on your expected read, Fall. My expected reads, a little bit for the podcast. I have so much work to do. I but in a perfect read, world. In a perfect world. It's so funny because there's always sequels to books we talk about, and I don't remember that I want to read them until we mm. talk about them. So I'm like, oh, I want to read The Love Wager, I believe it's called. But I also want to read There Is No Devil or whatever. Yeah. The the dark romance book we talked about the other day was i think you said that in your last episode though so in it's, the last episode yeah yeah, yeah. not yours yeah specifically um, it was mine <laughs> <laughs> so you still you still haven't have read it i still haven't gotten around to it Damn. maybe next week i'll have more time this week like every single thing is just bearing down on me oh <laughs> and i have to get everything done but literally my like beacon of hope is friday night <laughs> or not even i think it's like this weekend saturday night yeah. to be honest okay so my expected reads i'm like looking through it oh you're I, googling no i have a goodreads and it just has one to read oh so i'm looking I through it of, well i do story grab because it's better yeah, it is better, but I'm yeah. literally so invested in Goodreads now. Like, I'm hundreds of books in with reviews. No, I get it. That I can't just switch but it's it up not... all willy-nilly. You could switch it for, like, 20... What's next year? 2024. You could be like, this is my 2023 to 20-whatever. 20 I know, but I like to have it all in one place. I think story graphic is better. <laughs> it probably is. Okay, so I found a book so <laughs> sorry i was just looking through. i found a book because the problem <laughs> the problem with my want to reads list is sometimes i want to read it in the moment but looking back on it i'm like oh i don't want to read this anymore no 100 percent. i'm a mood reader that's why my tbr is like exactly. all over the place okay so the book that i'm looking forward to reading in a perfect world is the pumpkin spice cafe and it follows Ooh. this girl who is it's grumpy sunshine and it's a cozy romantic mystery for fans of gilmore girls in a small (gasps) town setting and a happily ever after guaranteed and oh my god (laughs) should i read it (laughs) (laughs) i love gilmore you do love gilmore girls you were heartbroken when you couldn't go to trivia night oh my god they had gilmore girls trivia night two times this month and i couldn't go to either of them (laughs) because they're sold out i know why did nobody tell me sooner (laughs) i would have brought us to victory like i don't think you understand i would have been along for the ride i've seen this show five times start to finish (laughs) it is like Topped, I think I said this yesterday during our live episode, was Schitt's Creek was one of my top two shows. Gilmore Girls is the other one. Mm. Schitt's Creek and Gilmore Girls, I can never pick between the two, but I love them both so much. I should I don't think I said the author's name. It's The Pumpkin Spice Cafe by Lori Gilmore. Oh my God. That's crazy. <laughs> almost, it sounds like Lorelai. Lorelai Gilmore. You think that's on purpose? Maybe it's her pen name. Oh my God, I have to Google her now. <laughs> You found your new Morgan Elizabeth. I my might have. <laughs> but anyways, that's it sounded like a cute book, so yeah. in a perfect world, I would read that. I definitely would. Um maybe I'll take your <laughs> yeah. You're gonna steal mine. Next episode I'm like, I read Andy's book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so should we boogie? I'm down. Okay. <laughs> the, the awkward pause. <laughs> Shapali. Yeah. Pleasure. Always. <laughs>